And now for the podcast that will literally be changing Baby Yoda diapers tomorrow. This is not all podcasts wear capes. So, T, you're going to be changing Baby Yoda oh diapers tomorrow, gosh. right? For Halloween? Yes, yeah, you are too. You are too. Yeah. Well, my kid's not in... My kid's not in diapers anymore, so actually I'm, I'm out of that boat. But uh, but yeah, for Halloween, mm. both our kids are Baby Yoda and we're Mandalorians, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, we're both we're both Din Jaren. Um, so okay, so well, after we finish recording the podcast, we have to, uh, you know, negotiate how we can get together and take pictures, social distancing tomorrow in our schedule. We still have to talk about that. Uh, we got to get that and share, sure. maybe, maybe, share it with uh, our fans. Maybe we could. We could take some some selfies and I'll uh, I'll create a volume and put us together. What's uh What's Ryan going as? Ryan's gonna be Super, Super Mario. Mario. He got to get into the Star Wars thing. Yeah. You got to have a Star Wars costume lying around I know. there for him. I know he he didn't want to. How about wanna. if it, if if we're over there on your front lawn taking the pictures? Maybe just get him in like I don't know something there for five minutes. Just say five minutes. We could put him in a Mandalorian helmet right, or something. Right, we'll figure right. something out. Because Kate's, sure. Kate's, uh, Kate's Chewbacca. <laughs> all, right, all right, here we go. All right, so, <laughs> yo, right. Mando's back. Star Mando. Wars, new Star Wars content. I mean, every time it comes on and I'm looking at Mando, I don't have that feeling sometimes when I go to the movies to watch a Star Wars movie, but when I'm here on Disney Plus and that thing pops up and then it's like I feel like I'm like, oh, my gosh. New Star Wars content. You know why? Because it's in the time frame of the rebellion, and that you know that's where my Star Wars heart lies. In that, in that, in and around that timeline. You know, not I love the prequels. Not I mean, you know, I have a strange relationship with the prequels. Not the prequels. You, you like right? the prequels. You know, you like them. You know, it's not the 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 sequels, but they are that that you know the original trilogy. That timeline. It's like. It's like, you know, it sings. Whenever it's there, it sings, and I'm just so psyched. Um, and it's also the most interesting part of the story, yeah, right, too. Right, right. So, um, you know? so, yeah, so the first episode of Mando Season 2, Episode 1, dropped. That's right, and we're going to go full spoilers on this. So, you know, watch the episode. If you like Mando, obviously it's an hour. Uh, get on it, come back, and, and check this out, because we're going uh, we're gonna to go deep in some spoiler speculation and just talk about the episode in so general. If you're listening to um, this podcast so, right now, turn it off, go to your TV, turn on Disney Plus, watch it, and then come right back. If you don't have Disney Plus, you can get that for the year. There's some kind. There got to be some kind of deal right now. You go, you get it. If you're watching this podcast, I mean, you're listening to this podcast. You got to be spending the money on Disney Plus. Yeah, nobody's watching this podcast, T. Yeah, no, nobody's watching this podcast. They, they can't see, they can't see your know. ridiculous mustache right, 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 right now. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can put that in the we can put that in the show notes, a little picture. Um, it's my it's my uh, Movember before Movember mustache. I look more like uh, uh, Three Musketeers. You, you look like yeah, the swordsman. Right, right. I, I I could play him in, in MCU, the swordsman. All right, so. Let's not get sidetracked because this is a rough right. and dirty episode. We're not going to do much editing, um, and so we're just going to drop it as it is, right onto uh, um, right onto the the, the stream. Uh, so if you see hear stuff right. and it's not going to, you know, we're not going to stop for for fire trucks or anything like that. All right. So what do you think? I enjoyed it. 
I really enjoyed it. It's been a year since uh, since we had any new content, right? Actually, just under a year. And uh, this week, I've been watching the season one, like, in and out and, and, you know, watching bits and pieces here and there, trying to get my kids into it, telling them, hey, Friday's Mandalorian, but they're hit or miss. With, you know, they're at weird ages where they still like cartoons and not, you know, shows like this, but Baby Yoda comes on screen and they love it. And you know what? Baby Yoda's in this a lot, and I'm going to make them watch it later. They're going to love it. I- and I, it, it was fun. It was a fun episode. Really? So your kids are kind of hit or miss with Mando? Because, I mean, the episodes are short, so I imagine it keeps their attention span. And there are a lot of aliens and puppets and different kind of things to look at, right? A lot of special effects. You, you know what it is? Ryan's not interested at all. He, he could care less. Logan, on the other hand, he likes it, but he's at a weird age now where stuff is starting to scare him. Uh, okay. So when he sees, like, aliens and things like that, he's not totally into it. And, you know, I have to just explain hey you know it's fake it's only people in costumes like how you put a costume on kind of thing and try and get him into it that way but he's starting to more and more get into it is and, ryan uh, into clone you know, wars we'll, we'll see if we'll sit he's just no, not a star like wars guy either no i mean he's he's all about video uh, games now right yeah, he's seven no that's it he, he's at that stage can't level up. video games and and an ipad stuff with his friends on, on mobile gaming and all that kind of stuff i thought the episode was great it's not perfect. I have a couple of criticisms that I'll save to the end because I don't want people. I don't want to lead with the criticisms, um, uh, but I th- I I enjoyed it. It was epic. It was large scale. This did not feel like a small episode. It was fifty. It was no, it was not a, at all. Upward of fifty minutes plus, um, and uh, and but it was. Big action set piece. Wow. Uh, and Let me tell you, the the sand creature, the, the effects on him, phenomenal. The, the like, Cryat Dragon. That is a – and that I'm going to mark that off because we're going to be talking about – and if we're ta- bringing it up right now, we're going to talk about the Easter eggs references. It's Cryat Dragon. Cryat Dragon was first seen in episode 4, 1977, uh, and – it was that skeleton that was in the background when C-3PO was walking through the, the, the sand and he like right after him and R2-D2 have an argument on Tatooine and he's walking, that large like snake-like skeleton, that's a cryat dragon. And then when oh, okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi comes in to scare the sand people and he makes that noise... That's a cryat mm-hmm. dragon. So he is like you know how Mando goes and he does that sound. That's the exact same yep. sound that yep. Obi Wan Kenobi was doing when he walks up to to scare the 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 Tusken Raiders that were like were, were, oh, okay. were um, stripping uh, Luke Sandspeeder down. It's the same exact noise. So it's cryat dragon is a thing already in 1977 Star Wars. All right, boom. Okay. Well, the effects on that thing were phenomenal. That was the that's on par with the, with the biggest budget movies of right. the year, which obviously haven't been too many because right. of you know COVID and stuff. But um, you know, it looked great. It looked really awesome. really great. Awesome. And you know, on it, I mean, I don't know what the budget is. I'm sure it's a lot, but it's you know, it's not three hundred thousand, uh, three hundred million dollars an episode or something like that. And this is fifty three minutes, um, and. Uh, and I'll, and I'll quick get through one of the criticisms. A couple of times, I feel like they skimped on uh, the special effects when they're on their uh, when they're on, their, on the speeder bikes. Having said that, um, see, I don't, I don't. Wait, hold on. See, I don't know if it's that or if if the the documentary that they did actually messed you up. 
because now that they showed you what the volume is and how they film some of yeah. this stuff, you just might be noticed because you do film and you you're, you know about this kind of stuff. You might be picking up that oh, that's against a, a video. Well, screen. no, it wasn't that. Um, there was one point where no? where like where like uh uh Din uh Din Jaren is driving through Moss. What is it, Moss? Pada Moss. Um. Well, Pelgo. Pelgo. I think it's Moss Pelgo. Yeah. Moss Pelgo. Okay. There was this thing where I could see that it, he wasn't like the, the special effect of his, the 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 compositing of him going down the street. It didn't sing to me. There was another part when him and and Cobb Vanth were were were, mm -hmm. were traveling together, and Cobb Vanth was talking. And it felt like he was sitting in a living room, and he wasn't. It, yeah, that it, it didn't that feel was like there was a wind. He was, through, yeah, he was just normal. talking normal. Right. They needed like they needed a wind machine and him to like because it's like you, you don't talk to each other like that if you're on motorcycles and that kind of broke that right. broke my suspension I, of disbelief. I agree with that a hundred percent. Other than those two points, yeah, because I'm fine. watching that, I'm like. Yeah, when they were talking, I'm like, there's no way he would hear him. Number one, they're driving. There's these, you know, should be the loud noise of the, the machines. And he's got a helmet on. Like, you got to scream. You got to talk a little louder, uh, okay. you know. So, so but yeah, that, that, I agree with that. Since we're at that scene right there, another, like, huge Easter eggs. Because there's, there's tons of Easter eggs, tons of references. Everything in there is, is, is there. But the big, one of the biggest surprise references what was Cobb? The pod the racer. The pod racer. Anakin's pod, pod racer. He was riding Anakin's yep. pod racer. Not the whole thing, but just yep. one of the engines that he kept. A part he of it, a, yeah. He stuck a chair to, right? That was awesome. I was like, yep. that's made Anakin's like a, pod racer. Made like a, a Robin sidecar right, right, out of right, it. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, good. <laughs> All right. So, that, Robin, okay, pod racer, Anakin's pod racer. Check. All right. But um, the, the special effects on the Cryo Dragon were amazing. And having said that, it is a complete... If this episode, you scratch the names off and you put other things, it's like uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. Because a Cryo Dragon is... See, I never saw Cryo Dragon is all of a sudden a sandworm. Now, George Lucas lifted a lot from Frank Herbert's Dune for the original uh, 1977 uh, Star Wars. The Tusk, and, and people who are Dune people know this. Tusken Raiders, the Sand People, are the Fremen from Dune. The Cryat Dragon is the Sandworm. Tatooine is Arrakis, Dune, Desert Planet. Um, and I could go on forever, but it, it really is. And, the, and, you know, and the vibrations and stuff like that, and they, the, the sandworm eating people like that, that's complete sandworm. Like even Han Solo was busted for um, he's a spice runner. The spice is life in Dune. But anyway, I won't, I won't go further in that. Just let's just say that there's a thousand you know things the from Dune. The Dune remake is coming yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dune, you know, so maybe we should watch the, the original one because right. I've never seen it right. before, and we'll do a pot on uh, it. And, and to oh. anybody who's a sci-fi fan, I suggest that you pick up Frank Herbert's novel, Dune, and read that because it's just friggin' awesome. Uh, all right, so, uh, but we could talk about that when we when we hit Dune coming next year. We'll definitely have to do it before next year. 
but yeah, the the, the cryotrack, and then and then Mando and Mando and uh, Cobb Vanth are flying around in jetpacks. I'm like, I have wanted jetpacks in Star Wars <laughs> so much the entire time. I'm like, jetpacks, jetpacks, jetpacks. And this is me saying this as a kid in the 1980s. And then there was that one episode of Rebels where there's a whole jetpack fight scene. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I see like jetpack um, in the trailer for um, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, finally a jetpack scene. But they didn't really do a jetpack scene. They didn't, they didn't do, do a jetpack no. scene. And finally like, they're doing jetpack scenes. I want to see an extended 20 minute jetpack scene fight. That's what I wanted to see in 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 uh, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Nothing, but here they're flying around and shooting and like two. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. That was great. That was great. It was literally like watching Clone Wars or uh, or Rebels. You know, right? That that's what it and felt they like. Did they got it done? It it came out really good with the with the budget that they had for one episode, and they're flying around and landing and shooting a, a big drive. That I, I want to see more of that, and it looks really. Re- it came out really really good. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. Um, but all right, Cobb Vanth. So we get confirmation on who Timothy Oliphant is, right? It turns out to be Cobb Vanth, and uh, there he is with the. Uh, what, what are you uh, showing okay. me? He's uh, holding, holding up a up. book. This is uh, a Star Wars novel by Chuck Wendig. Um, uh, he he wrote a trilogy of books called the Aftermath uh, trilogy, and this is supposed to take place in the aftermath of the fall of the Empire. And there's three books. I got through. Uh, I got through a lot of the first one. I you know uh, I like it. I didn't love it. I like it. But Cobb Vanth makes his appearance first appearance he's from this, these aftermath books so they didn't just create Cobb Vanth for this episode right I knew he existed somewhere um I just didn't know why and the big rumor going around was that he was going to be in Boba Fett armor because that's right. what he he wears in the, the right. books in right? the book he, he he they they said and I didn't get to the part with Cobb Vanth in the books but they said that he um you know uh you know it they, they retell how he got the armor in the story and it's it's almost perfect they just it seems i think in the books hit the armor was a little bit more messed up because of the cry at dragon like uh, uh stomach acids or something like that that damaged it but uh so yeah Cobb vanth uh, uh right that actually got ruined for me today really, believe really. it or not in a in a thumb yeah it was a thumb because I, I always check uh, IGN. I like looking on there for the news, just seeing what's going on, you know, in our our yeah. world news, and and right big as soon as I opened the app was a thumbnail, and it was it was um, Timothy Oliphant without the helmet with the armor on, and I'm like, oh great, you know, I I I kind of assumed that was coming. I didn't think it was like a major major spoiler, yeah. but it was enough to be like, why would you use that as a picture? The episode's only been out like they three had, hours. You know Timmy, I mean? so, they they actually used a picture a still from the from the show. Yeah, and and now when I went back to like read the article, they changed the image. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's not even the same image anymore. Now it's Mando riding Listen, a speeder. You can't. But when you, did I text you that when, this morning? Like seven when o'clock. When Mando drops, you can't like you can't uh, 
uh, go on the it. internet, yeah, stay off especially the web. Marvel, Marvel and, and Star Wars. You can't yep. be on there because people are going to spoil it like us right now. You know, you, you got to you got to right. get off. We're going to do this. We're probably going to do this a lot. Just record the day of and put it out. And you can't you can't. Yeah. But for us, we're at least giving people a heads up, like to use it as a th- as a, a thumbnail for an image is is not cool. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's not you that's know? not cool. That's not cool at all. But um, but I, I liked his character. I thought he was he was really Timothy cool. Oliphant really does I, I, cowboy I, I, like nobody I mean, else does. I mean, he was he yeah. was in Deadwood. He did a great job in Deadwood. I remember um, watching that a while ago. I didn't see like they had yeah. a movie come out. He had his own. Uh, he had a, a series. He was the lead. At, what was it? Justified. Justified. I've never. Justified? I've never seen. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen. You know it who either. else is in Justified? Who else is in Justified? Yeah, it's um. Oh um. Is it? Uh, blanking on his name. Uh, it's um. It's the guy from the Shield. What the oh, heck's his oh, name? He was in Ant Man two. No. Uh, oh. No, not Chicklist. He was in Ant Man two. He was the arms dealer. Um. Why am I blanking on his name? He's in Vice Principals and. Uh, okay. And it's a it's a cow it's a uh, cowboy Richardson. thing, right? I'm, Wait, yeah. I'm. An, yeah, I think so. I'm. I'm gonna right. look it up. Oh, Walton Goggins. Okay. Walton Goggins. That, yeah. That's it. He's good. Yeah. Um, and who else is in there? But no, I'm I'm glad they gave him a backstory and all that stuff too, um, and actually showed you how he got right, the armor. Right, you right. said it was it was pretty close to the novel and everything, which was which was nice, you know, considering the episode length was 55 minutes. Um, you know, they they did a good job of, of filling in his backstory. I I hope he's around a lot more. I hope they don't do like they did in the first season where they just have all these characters in for like one episode and then they're gone kind of thing. I think I think, he, but that might happen. He might show up once or twice more. But I yeah. think that's it, um, and I. But I think well, he well, where he will turn up maybe is in other Star Wars series. If there's, you know, if there's a well, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll keep that till the end of the episode. But no, Timothy Oliphant, great. He did a good. He did a really good job. He felt like a cowboy. He can do cowboy. He was in. Uh, uh, he was in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. So he he's great. Yeah. He's great. All right, yeah, Cobb Cobb Vanth, yeah. Cobb Vanth, yeah. Um, so that and and that rumor was out. That was spoiled for me though, but like months ago. But people were like, yeah, the second they said Timothy Oliphant was cast, everybody said, oh, he's going to be Cobb Vanth. So, you know, I wasn't like, yeah, I was ex- it wasn't. A I was expecting. Spoiler, I, I was it expecting was just... it. You know, so um, right. right. Okay, so um, um but, yeah. What else? Oh, speaking of of other cameos, right in the beginning of the episode, do you know who does the voice of the uh, the one eyed monster that Mando's talking to? You told to? me you, what, during the fights. You told me, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, John, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. I couldn't believe He's, it. He is a. He, um, oh, I just had the. Um, I had the uh, bookmark up here about uh, uh, what they. Uh, he is a uh, an Abyssin. The, the race he is is an. Uh, the species he is is an Abyssin. And that the original, the, the first like Cyclops type alien was in the Cantina in Star yep. Wars in nineteen seventy seven. So right. that's that's a that's a callback to the 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 Cantina scene. Bum, 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 ba-da, bum, ba-da, ba-da, right. <laughs> but yeah, it's John Leguizamo. Yeah, um, John Leguizamo. Somebody said and, online that know, it was going to be saw... Mark Hamill doing that voice, and I was like, really? And then, uh, but um, but yeah, that's cool. I, I love John yeah, Leguizamo. He could play his... me in a movie. Yeah, he could play you. He could definitely, or you could yeah, play, him, play him, right? right? 
Maybe, maybe maybe we'll get him on the podcast and he can right, play right, you. Right, right, and I'll, I'll yeah. talk to him. Yeah, but when I saw his name come up in the credits, I'm like, who the heck was he? Because he does not sound like him at all. And I even went back and rewatched the scene. I'm like, was I just that into like the character that I couldn't even tell that it was his voice? Yeah. But even knowing it was him, I still couldn't tell it was him. Yeah, you know, it was kind of like in the, the first episode of season one where, you know, your wife was like, isn't that Horatio Sands? And I'm like... Yeah, oh, wait, it that. is. They do that. But once you knew that, it sounded like him. Here, I still don't think it sounds like John Leguizamo. But, you know, John Leguizamo is a character actor, and he can do so many different voices. If you look at any of his stand-up, he'll jump between all mm-hmm. kinds of things, and he's he's like, yeah. he's really he's really good with that. Um, so, all right. So, Abyssin, right? All right, good. We got that. Um, so, uh, one other thing, another uh, another, like, Easter egg. Um, that's uh, uh, Womp Rats show up uh, a few times in the episode. And if we if uh, we remember back to Star Wars 77, um, to me, uh, uh, we used to T6, we used to shoot uh, bullseye Womp Rats from our T16s back home. And they're not much bigger than two meters. So we get to see the yep. Womp Rats um, run skittering around on uh, on Tatooine. Yep. Those are the ones that um, that Mando was petting, right? They were like the bigger no, things. No, the ones Mando are petting are from Attack of the Clones, and those are the Mastiffs. Those are Tusken Raider Mastiffs from Attack of the Clones. They look like big dog lizard dogs, right? The Womp Rats yeah. look like little skittering like lizard rats that are running around. They'll just, they're just like, they just oh, kind of okay. get out of the way of, whenever you know it's a womp rat, it's because they just get out of the way when a, when a speeder bike goes by. Or they kind of like that, you know, gotcha. you know how they do in all Steven Spielberg and Lucas films, like they always have a little animal looking or making a little noise or wagging their tail or something like that. Right. Which I love those scenes. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, so that's the, that's the, that's the Tusken Raider Mastiff, right? Um, I like what they did. Yep. I like Finally, you know, I really like it because, because you know, back in the seventies, a lot of Star Wars and a lot, a lot of the lines are problematic. Um, uh, you know, Jawas, disgusting creatures. You know, um, uh, come on, C three PO, cut it with the racism. Um, but I really like <laughs> Mando's relationship with the Sand People, the Tusken Raiders, and how he talks. I, I like that too because they're always just like annoying to be there they're just gonna cause trouble and you got to take them out and be done with them but here they you know they they actually form an alliance with them and it's like it was a good it was a good twist it was kind of almost like um um in captain marvel like every time you see the scrolls you know oh the scrolls are the bad guys kind of thing and then they they switched it on you in the movie here they kind of did the same thing and and they and they 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 acted as a thing for uh, uh people that like and and really they're they're supposed to be you know what they are are uh are indigenous north americans right because uh because they're they've been on tatooine i'm glad they said it thousands of years they survived on tatooine and then anakin slaughters them in attack of the clones you know um and uh anakin slaughters them in attack of the clones and all these things and you know mando talks to them he learns their language and then they they go oh the tuscan raiders are brutal and the Tuscan Raiders are brutal, and he says, "Well, the Dune Sea is brutal." 
you know, and I was like, oh, that's right. good. That that hit me. You know what I mean? Because because you know what? I, I, I want to see, le, le, you know, more of that um, in Star Wars. Right. Yeah. But um, but um, yeah, but I, I love what they did with him. Oh, another another uh, thing uh, when we uh, when we go and um, uh, Mando lands in Tatooine, he sees his friend again. uh Amy Sedaris. What's her Amy Sedaris's character's name? Pelimato. Yeah, so she's she's great. I love her. I love Amy Sedaris. I love her in this. So Amy Sedaris is good. And then when we're there, um, who shows up? R five. The droids. R five. Oh, you're talking about the droids. She called R five. R five D four. The red uh, astromech droid. That's the astromech droid right. that Luke is about to buy in Star Wars 77. And then it, the, its head explodes and it goes, this one has a bad motivator. And then because, and if you see the shot, yep. hits it in the back of the head <laughs> and you see the little panel on the, the small little panel on the back of his head where it exploded in 77 and there's like oil leaking out because he has a bad motivator. <laughs> it's, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good catch. I got to yeah. go back and check that out. Um, uh, another thing. All right, I'm, I'm going to just finish my list of e- big Easter eggs because there's a lot more than this. And peop- uh, listeners are capesters. If you guys want to, you folks want to uh, send us uh, anything that you've spotted that you think we should have mentioned on the podcast, leave us a little message or something like that or yeah, hit us up on, on Twitter. But all right, so I didn't, this is the one that I didn't know that I had to look up. All these other ones I knew. The ones I didn't know was once they killed the Cryat Dragon, the Tusken Raiders went and grabbed this big pearl. Right. Yeah, the it's, big orb looking thing. Cryat right? pearl. Because and, and I had to look this up, so I'm just quoting from Wikipedia. What happens is the Cryat Pearl, the Cryat Dragons, when it's going through and eating um eating uh, uh dirt from underground or whatever, there's little bits of kyber crystals. And then the kyber crystals stay in its digestive tract, and like a clam, it creates a pearl out of kyber crystals. And we know that kyber crystals are the are are the crystals that power lightsabers and Death Stars. Right. So, what if you get a a, a cryat pearl, you can create lightsabers from cryat pearls. Is the only thing other than the uh, uh, kyber crystals that you can create. Um, a lightsaber with so that's what that is so then when they lifted that up that's a very that's a very deep cut that i did not know yeah i i didn't know what that was either i'm wondering if it's going to come back into play down the line i'm sure it probably will right it, it may be or it could have just been fan service you know uh you know for yeah i mean i guess it's kind of i mean it, the way he held it up though it seems like it should play a bigger part but maybe mm-hmm. not yeah to, to your point but, all right, what else you got? I mean, well, that's the that was just a list I I made. But the the one thing that we're, we we got to okay. discuss the biggest thing, you know, Mando. Yeah, the yeah. biggest thing that happens at the very last few frames of the episode. We get a shot of a man in the in the desert watching a Mando go by, and when he turns around, it's Tamor Morrison. And he's in a robe. Right? He has a gaffy stick, which is one of the Tusken Raider. Uh, um, kind of yep. weapons and and another like long shotgun and it's Tamura Morrison right so yep yep so there there's obviously two two options as far as I'm concerned of who this character is right 
you either got the one that we're hoping for, um, you know, Commander Rex from uh, from Clone Wars and everything. The, Captain the Rex, only, Captain, Captain Rex is my boy. I, I'm playing him on my Star Captain Wars Rex. Galaxy of Heroes uh, mobile game. <laughs> so that's who we mm-hmm. hope it is, right? Um, and then the other option would be obviously Boba Fett because they're clones, right? So they're going to look exactly the same, and the timeline fits that this is what they would look like now if they grew up and were this age. Right. So it's got to be one or the other, right? Now, who who do you think it is, T? Both. Well. Who do I think it is at the end of the episode? I think that's Boba Fett. Because why would he be look? Why would Captain okay. Rex be on Tatooine? Why would Captain Rex give a crap about Cobb Vanth and a suit of armor that he's never worn, right? So Right. The the, the logic is that it's Boba Fett and he's coming I, back I, for his I, armor, right? And he sees the Mando carrying his armor. I right? would bet five hundred dollars that that's Boba Fett. Please, no one tweet at me taking the bet. All right, just you know, all right, don't do it. <laughs> it's <laughs> monopoly money. Um, um, it's monopoly. Now, money. if if like if somebody if somebody else calls you, know, you if you have my private uh, cell phone number, give me a call and uh, you, we could talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be a Boba Fett. I, I it, that's not See, Captain Rex. Th- I hope Captain Rex because you can't have Ahsoka Tano. That Captain Rex. That's Captain Rex. Right. The only thing, though, T, he had a nice scar in the back of his head. So, I mean, I know in the Clone Wars that they cut the chip out on, on like, the side of his head and, and all that kind of stuff. So he actually had a scar in Rebels when he showed up where they removed the chip. So I don't know if that was kind of, like... I didn't notice that. Yeah, go go back and rewatch it. It looks like there's a scar on the back of his head. Which, I mean, if, if it's Boba Fett and he was fighting, you figure he can get a scar from anywhere. The only other, like... So here's my thing. The scar makes me think it's Rex, but when he turns around and doesn't have a beard, makes me think it's not Rex because Rex now, has the if beard. if it is... Doesn't mean he couldn't shave it, but... If it is Boba Fett, he's going to get all kinds of jacked up by being in the belly of a Sarlacc. Right. Right? Right. So... And, and having said that, those are the two options. It could be any number of different clones. Because they're literally that could be too. Tens it, it would be pretty great if actually he's playing like clones. ten different clones. The name. Right, right. You know, they could he there could you know they I could mean, go to a city of clones and they could just be the Tamaris Morrison's walking around. What, what if what if he's the Bad Batch? Right, there's the Bad Batch cartoon oh that's going to be coming out. Maybe he's one of the Bad Batch you know, members. What's, what's I mean, he could really be. Any what's clone. the what's the um yeah right but the, the Rambo one? No, I, I don't Rambo remember one, their names, but yeah, the one that's like Rambo. Oh, right, Echo. Right. right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility, You know, Boba too. Fett's a fan favorite. This is the Mandalorian. You know, he was, in the original series, a mysterious character, and I think that's what it was. It was like a suit, right? Everybody was like, yeah, it was like a great suit. And then, you know, so much of the prequel trilogy was about Boba Fett and, like, tying Boba Fett, I mean, uh, Jango Fett and Boba Fett to the clones, right. to the stormtroopers. Why did the armors look similar and all the interconnectivity there um but you know what they you know boba fett's a a fan favorite and you know what if at the end of the this uh season two is just a big drag out fight between mando and boba fett i'd love to see that i'd love to see that of course so would everybody else So, including our number one young Star Wars fan, Jeremy. 
Hey, number one Star Wars fan. Jeremy's our number yeah. one number one then, Star Wars yeah, yeah fan. I told him we'd give him a shout out on on the podcast. So, uh, you know, what's up, Jeremy? Okay, yeah. So we have we have that, and uh, I, I you know what? I loved it. Uh, it's oh, one other. Th- here's my one criticism. Here's my second criticism because they're. Din Jaren is supposed to be more like uh, Clint Eastwood. There's a few scenes there where he has just too many lines. He has too many lines. I felt, I felt that you know, it, it felt like, it felt like Pedro Pascal was just doing the voiceover. Uh, with the with the scene with Amy Sedaris, I felt like, it felt like I was trying to start a car and it wasn't going, and then. I didn't need to have Din Jaren explaining their plan. That should have been somebody else. I think Din Jaren should, if you're hiding his face, you should also be, everything he says should be like poignant and not just like rambling off uh, exposition. I, don't, I, I, think they, I think he had too many lines. I think Mandalorian had too many lines. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the problem is he's the one that had to translate. He was the go-between, right? But still, they could have, you know, they could have so. had, you know, Timothy Oliphant do those lines. All right, this is Mando's. This is this is his plan. Give Mando credit, <laughs> and then just have Timothy Oliphant have the lines. Explain. Right. You know, I just thought it was too much. You know, I. Be, well. The- they they did that in the bar though, right? Like Timothy Oliphant's the one that that rallied all the troops to you know say hey we got to go fight with the sand and people. All, and right, right, right. So I again I just think Mando should not have a lot of lines. You know I think that's uh, yeah that yeah. Uh, um because I think he's you know what though you know what I did like about the Mando he seemed a lot more capable in right, this right, episode right. like in the first yeah. season. He's, he was kind of like a bumbling mm-hmm. idiot. A lot of times almost. he was getting his like ass the, kicked. Right, I was, right, right. Yeah, I was watching like the we were watching episode two with the with the Jawa yeah, right, right. crawler when he's like climbing up and the Jawas are kicking his ass and I'm like, come on, you're supposed to be he like leveled up, man. Number one, yeah, he leveled yeah. up. He got a Basically. new set of armor. You know, magical plus two armor. Yeah, even the, the <laughs> you know what I mean. The fight in the the fight in the the ring where he was fighting all those guys. I mean, he was just yeah, 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 beating right, them right, up right. and. That's what I thought it was going to be more like in the yeah. first season. So I'm glad to see he's not so much of like the was it Fredo right. with the gun bubbling. Uh, well, you know what happens <laughs> in is the it's going to jump like that between episodes because everything works at the speed of plot. Like, do we need him to lose this yeah. fight for the story, or do we need him to win the fight for the story? And that's what's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? So. Uh, right. But I. It, it it was great. It was great. Other than a few nitpicky things I have, and sorry, I'm gonna do that. You know, sometimes I can do that in the podcast. But it was great. I'm looking forward to it, and I think that maybe we should um, we should uh, uh, do a few more of these. I mean, maybe not every episode, um, but if it's a big episode with a lot of a lot of uh, surprises and a lot of explosions and things like that, any of the significant episodes, we should just. Uh, make a quick turnaround and record like this. Absolutely. And on that note, maybe we'll see you next <laughs> maybe Friday. Maybe we'll see you next Friday. This episode of Not All Podcasts Were Keeps is sponsored by Shadowboxes by James.
Combining the love of arts and crafts with comic books and collecting, Shadowboxes by James is the perfect gift for every fanboy and fangirl in your life. Visit shadowboxesbyjames.com and use the promo code NOTALLPODS, that's all one word, for 15% off your purchase today. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NOTALLPODS. Visit us on our website at notallpodcastwearcapes.com and send us an email, notallpods at gmail.com. Also subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Not All Podcasts Wear Capes is a Thaumaturge Wonderworks production.